Hello and welcome to the Jack Benny program from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Jack Benny program, transcribed and presented by Lucky Strike, the cigarette that's toasted to taste better. If you want better taste from your cigarette, Lucky Strike is the brand to get. It's toasted to give you the best taste, yet it's the toasted Cigarettes, they take fine tobacco, it's light, tobacco, it's mild, tobacco too. And it's toasted, yes, it's toasted, because the toasting brings the flavor right through. So to get better taste from your cigarette, Lucky Strike is the brand to get. It's toasted to give you the best taste, yet it's the toasted cigarette. This is Don Wilson, friends. That version of the Lucky Strike song Dorothy Collins just sang may be different in tempo, but the story is still the same. A lucky tastes better because it's toasted to taste better. You see, better taste starts with fine, mild, good-tasting tobacco. L-S-M-F-T, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. And then that tobacco is toasted. It's toasted is the famous Lucky Strike process that brings Lucky's fine tobacco to its peak of flavor tones up this naturally good-tasting tobacco to make it taste even better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. So, friends, remember that next time you buy cigarettes. And be happy. Go lucky. The Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight Jack Benny does another TV show, but meanwhile, we have a radio program to do. And in presenting the star of our show, it is with deepest respect that I give you the Dean of American Comedy. Well. A man who, like the tide, keeps rolling along month after month, year in and year out. Who, despite the wearing of the elements and the ravages of time... Don, I'm fit as a fiddle. Who, like an antiquated Stradivarius, only gains in quality through the centuries. Don, I'm young at heart. And who, although failing in memory, manages to find his way here every week. And here he is, Jack Benny. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Methuselah Benny talking. And Don, what got into you after an introduction like that that people won't know whether to expect jokes or organ music? So watch it from now on, will you? Well, Jack, you have been around for quite a while. That's true, but it so happens that I started in radio in 1932. I was still in my teens. What are you talking about? I knew you then, and you had gray hair. I was born with gray hair. I was worried about the doctor, Bill. (laughs) And, Don, here's an amazing coincidence. If you read it in a story, you wouldn't believe it. After all these years, who do you think is sitting in the audience this very moment? The doctor? No, his lawyer. (laughs) The case comes up in court Wednesday. (laughs) 
Anyway, Don, we've got a show to do, so from now on, forget about my age. I feel fine, I got lots of pep, and I have all my faculties. Oh, hello, Mary. I'm Bob. Huh? Oh, Bob! Bob Crosby. <laughs> what made me think you were Mary? I don't know. You got your glasses on. Both pair. <laughs> now, Bob, don't you start in, too. <laughs> I was only kidding, Jack. Really, I meant to ask you at rehearsal today, do you have a ticket for next week's broadcast? For next Sunday? Well, it's not for me. It's for my brother, Bing. Oh, Bing wants to come to the show? Well, no, but I'd just like to give him a ticket. Why? Well, it's his birthday, and he's got everything else. <laughs> so Bing's going to have a birthday. Well, Bob, confidentially, how old is Bing? Well, last year he was 39, so this year he must be 40. Why? <laughs> what is he, an eager beaver or something? Anyway, Bob, wish him a happy birthday. Okay, me. Jack. Well, isn't anybody here going to say hello to me? Oh, Dennis, when did you come in? Oh, I've been here all the time. I was standing behind Don Wilson's right leg. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, kid, uh, what did you want last night? Rochester told me you called the house when I was out. Yeah, I tried to get you two or three times. I wanted to tell you about that raffle ticket I bought last month. Raffle? Yeah, you remember you tried to talk me out of it? You said it sounded like a phony deal. Well, it did. You and your advice. Boy, am I glad I didn't listen to you. They held the drawing last night, and I won first prize. First prize? No kidding, Dennis. What did you get? Four glorious weeks at the North Pole. <laughs> what? And all the blubber I can eat. Dennis. And my igloo painted inside and out. <laughs> Dennis, who goes to the North Pole? You'll be all alone there. Not if I can find last year's winner. <laughs> Dennis. Dennis, look at me, will you? Will you look me in the eye? Yes, sir. Now tell me, how could you possibly fall for a thing like this? Well, what do you mean? Well, this whole raffle is obviously a fraud. You might just as well have come in here and told me you won the La Brea Tar Pits. Oh, that was second prize. <laughs> Dennis. Dennis. Can I stop looking at you now? Yes. You can stop talking to me, too. I don't know, Dennis. You got a brain there somewhere. Why don't you try using it for a change? Oh, I suppose it doesn't take brains to sing a song. Not necessarily. Crickets can sing. They don't have any brains. Oh, pardon me, Jack. Crickets don't exactly sing. Their song comes from rubbing their hind legs together. Oh. Hey, I'll have to try that sometime. <laughs> Do that, Dennis, and let me know how it comes out, will you? Meanwhile, let's have your song in the old-fashioned way. Okay. Now, hold it a second, Dennis. Hello? What? You've got a slight hangover, and you'll be a little late getting here for the broadcast? But, Phil, you've been off my show for years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Well, of course I'm sure. Look, if you don't believe me, ask Alice. Alice. Alice, she's your wife. <laughs> okay, Phil, be careful getting home. What? Yeah, yeah, we're still selling plenty of jello. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. 
That filly's always so confused. Oh, well, go ahead and sing, Dennis. With my legs or my tonsils? <laughs> With your tonsils. Forget that cricket. <laughs> cricket rubbing his legs together. To you, but not to another cricket. <laughs> See, I never thought of that. Hello, everybody. Oh, hello, Mary. Jack, I'm sorry I'm late, but I went to a wedding. A wedding this afternoon? Yes, one of my old girlfriends at the May Company got married. In fact, she's worked there in the gift department for 30 years. How nice. And now she got married, huh? Yeah, but Jack, the funniest thing happened. What? When the groom handed her the ring, she wrapped it up. <laughs> no. Yeah, then when he carried her across the threshold, she said, thank you, call again. Hey, you're pretty good. <laughs> well, how do you like that? You know, Mary... What's that? What? That. Oh, that's Dennis in the corner. He's trying to sing like a cricket. <laughs> what? It's a long story you wouldn't understand. And if you did understand it, you wouldn't like it. And if you did like it, I wouldn't like you. All right, all right. Say, Don, I saw you and your wife at the Coconut Grove Thursday night. Was that your anniversary? Yes, Mary, so I thought it'd be sort of nice for the little woman and me to celebrate with a dinner and a show. Well, you certainly made a lovely couple. And, Don, you were simply beaming. I've never seen you look happier. Yeah, that steak was four inches thick. <laughs> well, I'm glad you reminded me, Mary, because I wanted to thank all of you for the gifts you sent us. I was wondering when he'd get around to that. <laughs> Mary, that lazy Susan you sent made a big hit with the little woman. Well, I'm glad she liked it, Don. 
And Bob and Dennis, that Hoover vacuum cleaner, just what we needed. How'd you like my present, Don? Oh, it was beautiful, Jack. I haven't seen any of those in a long time. Well, it was no easy job getting it. I had a shop all over it. What'd they give you, Don? A lovely bowl of wax fruit. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I never saw anybody like you, Jack. You always give the oldest, corniest presents. Is that so? Last year on my birthday, you sent me a bustle. But it was full of chocolates. Don't forget that. <laughs> Supposed to be a novelty. I spent a dollar and a half a pound for that bustle, and she's complaining. Well, what good is candy after you sit on it? Oh. <laughs> you weren't supposed to sit on it. It's your fault. Hard centers yet. <laughs> now, Mary, forget it. Anyway, Don liked the gift I sent him. He said it was lovely. Sure was, Jack. But I meant to tell you something about that bowl of fruit. One of the bananas doesn't light up. It doesn't? No. See, that's funny. Looked like such a good bunch, you know? Say, Don, you have so many friends. You must have gotten quite a haul, huh? Yes. And say, kids, uh, we haven't put the gifts away yet. Why don't you all come out to the house and take a look at them? Now? Why don't you all come on over? Oh, Don, not now. That would be an imposition. Five of us barging in on your wife without any notice or anything? Oh, it's no imposition at all. Laws would love to have you. But, Don, Don, don't you think you ought to call your wife up and let her know we're coming? You know, barging in like this with a whole gang of people. No, no, Jack, the little woman won't mind. She's a peach. You sure? Well, all right, then come on, everyone, let's go. Oh, wait a minute. Hello? Hello, Mr. Benny, this is Rochester. Rochester, I haven't got time to talk to you now. We're on our way to the valley. Well, I just wanted to discuss my duties for the day. What duties? All I asked you to do was clean the attic. That's what I wanted to discuss. I'm up there now, and I don't think I'm going to like it. Why not? You should see the attic. It's full of cobwebs, layers of dust, Big black spiders and ugly bats hanging from the ceiling. Well, what else did you expect to find? The Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. Now, get to work. But, boss, this attic is loaded with mice. So what? A little mouse couldn't hurt you. Little? One of them's got a saddle on it. Now, Rochester, there's no use complaining. You're going to have to clean up that attic sooner or later, so get rid of everything I don't need. Okay. I'll throw out this old trunk of magazines. Yeah. And this old phonograph. Good, good. Now, what about this old spinning wheel? Well, I don't think we'll be needing it. Okay. I'll also get rid of this tuxedo of yours. Wait a minute, Rochester. I paid a lot of money for that tuxedo. Yeah, but that was 30 years ago. What's the difference? Can't I wear it again? Only if we keep the spinning wheel. <laughs> oh, well, all right. You can throw the tuxedo out, too. But make sure I didn't leave any money in the pockets. Oh, boss, calm down. <laughs> well, look, Rochester, I've got to get going, so just use your judgment. Yes, sir. Uh-oh. What's the matter? Boss, we must have had prowlers. Why? Well, something you kept up here for years is missing. What's missing? That old bowl of fruit with the bananas that light up. 
I'm sure it'll turn up somewhere. So long, Rochester. Goodbye! That Rochester has to call about every little thing. Hey, come on, Jack. We're keeping Don waiting. Yeah, while you were on the phone, I got a cab. Hey, that's swell. But what about the show? The sportsman can take over. They've got a wonderful number. Great arrangement of the flight of the bumblebee. You mean the sportsmen are going to do the flight of the bumblebee? Yeah, one of them whistles the lead all the way through it. No kidding. And he, he whistles? Well, well, all right, let him carry on then. Go ahead, fellas. Come on, Jack. Don, I still think you ought to call up the little woman and tell her we're coming. Now, look, don't worry, Jack. Don knows what he's doing. All right, all right, let's go. Go ahead, fellas, the flight of the bumblebee. I'm still worried. Are you sure your wife won't mind our barging in? Oh, she'll be delighted to have you. Am I too heavy on your lap, Mr. Benny? Yeah. Don, open the door. Maybe he'll fall out. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I just had my pants pressed. Well, here we are. Driver, pull up that little white cottage there behind that car that just drove away. Okay. Well, this is it, fellas. How much is that, driver? $2.35. Mm-hmm. Here you are. Now, wait a minute, Don. This is on me. Oh, no. I, I want to pay it. Gee, you've certainly got a cute house, Don. <laughs> no, nothing doing, Dennis. I want to pay the fare. Oh, Bob, let me pay it. Next time, Dennis, this is my treat. No, no, Bob. I insist on paying. That's rose bushes around the door and everything. <laughs> She is beautiful. Oh, Jack, pay for the cab and let's go in. Pay for it? I'm not even in the argument. <laughs> oh, all right. How much did you say that was, driver? Two thirty-five. Two thirty-five. Here's two fifty. Keep the change. Oh, goody! Now I can send my son to old Heidelberg. <laughs> Wise guy. Well. Let's go in, Don, huh? Uh, uh, oh, wait a minute. Huh? You know, Jack, I, uh, 
I was just thinking. What? Maybe I should have called up my wife first. <laughs> Done. Well, with five people barging in unexpectedly, it might upset her. Duh, that's what I told you at the studio. I told you to call up your wife. Come on, Don, don't be afraid. Let's go in. Well, it isn't that I'm afraid, but... I can understand Don's side of it. All of us barging in like this. Barging, barging. I said that at the studio. I said, Don, call the little woman up. Call her up, I said. Quiet, will you? I'll tell you what, fellas. You all hide in the rose bushes, and I'll go in and tell Lois that some of the gang might drop in unexpectedly. That'll kind of soften the blow. What blow? Don, I told you at the studio... Come on, Jack, let's do it his way. All right, all right. Come on, we'll get in the rose bushes. Ouch. He's thorned. Make it snappy, Don. The silliest thing I've ever heard of. Oh, be quiet and get off my foot. <laughs> Hello, sweetheart. Well, darling, you're home early. Yeah. Who was in that car that just drove away? Oh, a junk man. I gave him that lousy bowl of waxed fruit. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'm hungry, dear. We got something good for supper? Oh, I'm sorry, darling. I didn't have a chance to do any shopping, so I'll just open a can of tuna fish. Oh, that's swell, dearest. Hmm. I spent two and a half already. I'm going to get tuna fish. <laughs> worrying about. You're not even in yet. <laughs> thing that burns me up. I'm the guy that told him to call her up. Not so loud, Jack. This is silly. I wonder if Don's going to... Hey, Dennis, stop eating those roses. <laughs> well, I'm hungry. So am I, but I'm going to wait. How are they? They need salt. <laughs> oh, stop. Hey, fellas, the porch light just went on. Hey, fellas, you still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just told Lois I saw Bob and Mary pulling up in a car, so you two better come in first. Well, what about me? You weren't in the car. <laughs> well, for Pete's sake, I could be. You made the whole thing up. Let's all go in. No, you can't do that. Mary and Bob, come on in first. Okay. See you later, Jack. <laughs> the darnest mess I ever got into. Yeah. I told him at the studio, I told him five times, call her up, Don. Call up your wife. But no, he had to be a wise guy. Top of that, looks like it's going to rain. It'll be wonderful for the roses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wonderful. I wouldn't mind waiting out here. The worst of it is I got to talk to you. What do we talk about? Nothing. Just be quiet and eat your roses. It's getting chilly, too. Dennis, stop rubbing your legs together. That's not me. That's a cricket. He's singing three coins in the fountain. Dennis, why do you have to be... Here comes Don again. Hey, Dennis, come on in. Dennis? Yeah, I told my wife I just saw him riding up on his bicycle. Well, as long as you're dreaming things up, why didn't you see me on the handlebar? I mean, use your fat head. 
I'm sorry, Jack. By the way, how's the tuna fish holding out? Oh, there'll be plenty. Now, don't worry, Jack. You're next. Well, look who's here, darling. Dennis Day. Look who's here, darling. Dennis Day. (laughs) I ought to have my head examined. I can't get over it. If I told him once at the studio, I told him five times. I said, call up your wife. Let's not barge in on the little woman. going to rain all right. I can't get over that guy. I begged him. I pleaded with him. Don, I said. I said, don't barge in on the little woman. Call her up. Let her know we're coming. I knew it. I knew. Well, here it comes. I'm going to get soaked. Oh, the heck with Wilson. I'm going to walk right in that house, ready or not. If he thinks I'm going to stand... Come up, buddy. You heard me stick him up. Stick him up? Are you a burglar? I ain't the Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> now look, mister. Come on, come on. Where do you carry your toe? Look, in my right shoe. But look, mister, I was invited to a party in this house. I'm not even supposed to be out here. Get that shoe off. Gee, it's raining. I'll get my foot wet. Now, now, please. Hey, Jack! Oh, Jack! I'm... Keep your mouth shut or I'll drill you. But he's calling me. Can't you hear him? Jack! Jack, where are you? Come on in. Not a peep out of you, buddy, or I'll drill you. But, mister, the tuna fish will be all gone. I don't like roast. There's nobody out there, darling. You must have been mistaken. I guess I was there. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) All right, buddy. Off with that shoe. Look, mister. Mister, if I take this shoe off, I'll never get it back on again. I haven't got my button hook with me. <laughs> now, please, go away, will Come you? Come on, give me your toe. But listen, buddy, this isn't fair. I wouldn't have been here at all if Don Wilson had taken my advice. What are you talking about? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. If I told him once, I told him a thousand times. Call up your wife, Don. Five people barging in on the little woman. It's an imposition. Call her up. Call her up. But what are you listening to? No. He had to be a wise guy. A smarter. A thousand times, I said. Call up the little Jack will be back in a minute to tell you about his television program, which goes on immediately after this show. But first, a word to you smokers who are looking for better taste in a cigarette. Better taste, friends, is the prime concern of the makers of Lucky Strike. That's why a Lucky is made of fine, good-tasting tobacco that's toasted to taste even better. Yes, better taste begins with fine, light, mild tobacco. Good-tasting tobacco. And then that tobacco is toasted. It's toasted. The famous Lucky Strike process brings Lucky's fine tobacco to its peak of flavor, tones up this naturally good-tasting tobacco to make it taste even better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. So make your next carton Lucky Strike and be happy. Go Lucky. 
If you want better taste from your cigarette, Lucky Strike is the brand to get. It's toasted to give you the best taste, yet it's the toasted cigarette. They take fine tobacco, it's light, tobacco, it's mild, tobacco too. And it's toasted, yes, it's toasted, because the toasting brings the flavor right through. So to get better taste from your cigarette, Lucky Strike is the brand to get. It's toasted to give you the best taste, yet it's the toasted Cigarette. Who's that? It's me, Rochester. Boss, what are you doing home? You're supposed to be down at CBS doing your television show. Oh, my goodness, that's right. Get the car out and drive me down. I can't do that, boss. The car's out of gas. Well, how in the world am I going to get down there? I thought of that, and I've got it all fixed. Well, I'll be darned. It has got a saddle on it. <laughs> Hi-ho, Mickey, away! Be on television, folks. The Jack Benny Show tonight was written by Milt Josephsberg, John Packerberry, Hal Goldman, Al Gordon, and produced and transcribed by Hilliard Marks. The Jack Benny Program is brought to you by Lucky Strike, product of the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes.